right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 97, Tribe. And we are back with our Black Business Series. And we got our guest tonight, Malia's Kitchen. We got Adonis and Katrina joining us. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey how y'all doing? We're good, we're good. Hey, we're good. <laughs> Let's do a quick formal introduction. Well, CB, you know. Y'all already know. I do. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey what's going on? That's my man. That's E. Rich. Uh, he's been with us for about, what, E? Uh, almost a year? Pandemic length? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so E, Katrina, E, Adonis, meet E. Uh, what's up, E? All right, so let's get rolling. So what we're going to do now is just uh, we'll go around and check in like we normally do. CB, what's up, man? How's your week? Um, Week's been good. Uh, I think some of y'all know I got uh, promoted at work, so um, oh, this is nice. like the first week of me in like a in a manager role and it's like dude this is not the same as what it's been what i've been used to just the extra uh sense of responsibility not even necessarily doing anything different than what i was doing for the time being but um just feeling responsible for the team and all that is so i'm ready for the weekend uh actually gonna be traveling to see my baby sister uh down in charlotte so um, ready to get to the weekend and get on to some of that. So what's up? E, what's good with you, man? Man, I was just talking to uh, CB about the workouts. I'm on day 13 straight of working out, losing my mind. I don't know. I, I'm acting like I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, go out for another uh, football season or something. Uh, but other than that, man, you know, work, work is work. And, you know, it's just good to be here on a Thursday to, have some great guests and, you know, talk about some good stuff and just kind of get away from it for, you know, an hour or so. Did, did the week feel like it flew by to y'all? Uh, very long. You know, <laughs> <an hour. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kaleo, I feel like it, it has to have felt like it's been dragging for you because you dragging. can't to get look, to midnight. <laughs> look, we, we're going to, we'll get there in a second. But, so I was talking to my mom earlier, right? And I don't know if you guys did. You guys just see that the CDC said it's okay if you've been fully vaccinated to take your mask off. So I won't be doing it. <laughs> so, so look, every now and then I'm, I'm uh, I wish I were a little early so I could warn you. Every now and then I go on a rant when I'm feeling passionate about something. I see, look, I mean, it's just gonna happen. So I feel like I gotta say something. Gotta say something. This is speaking to me right now because there's a couple things. There's some inconsistencies, right? So for the past year, and, you know, this is parental advisory warning, past year they've been beating us over the head about wear your mask, wear your mask. Larry Hogan's got a video, wear your damn mask, right? And then it just seems like like that. Yesterday it was just it was fine to wear not wear a mask outside, and all of a sudden today, oh, you can take it off indoors too. And are we going off the honor system here? Because last time I checked, America's full of honest people, right? <laughs> and I don't know if I want to leave it up to that. And last time I checked, yeah. they said that just because you've been vaccinated, you can still catch it. Or you can have symptoms of it. And then, so where is the where's the math? The math is off a little bit to me. Right? I, if it don't make dollars, it's not making sense, right? So I'm going to continue to wear the mask just because I didn't 
bought all these damn boxes of masks and gloves for the past year <laughs> because you told me I need to wear a mask. And what I'm going to do, just toss them? No, I, I'm going to wear the masks. And I don't think we'll go. Ba- I'm going to go back to a world where I'm be very cautious of when I take it off. I, I used to you see that, you know, people on the train wearing a mask and you kind of looked at them finally, why are you wearing a mask? Now, if you're not wearing one, I'm gonna look at you funny, <laughs> just just because. So uh, let's just do it. I, I want to go around real quick. Uh, CB, are you gonna continue to wear the mask? Yeah, um, I've said it a couple of times uh, over the last couple months. Like now, the masks are part of the fit. So from the sneakers all the way up, like it's <laughs> part of the fit. And until like I really feel that we're in a good spot. It's just going to be still a regular thing. Like, even though I'm getting the shots and whatever, like, you know, I'm still not taking the the additional chances when I don't need to, you know? Yep. E, what about you? I guess my ass would be in the house for the rest of the year. Because uh, that, I mean, it, it you know, what what we, they, they also just announced, what was it, like a week ago, two weeks, the CDC finally said that they know that it was airborne like we didn't already know that like come on man like all of this is perpetuated around this money that that every state is starting to see because they opening up and you know you ain't got to report the numbers why because we reporting that we opening and you know there's more money coming through and all of a sudden now we ain't got no gas because we was at home for a year and then we didn't need no gas so hey, look man uh i i wrote a i wrote a paper in uh, ethics class uh, in college, uh, Morgan State stand up. Um, it was called uh, it was called Cream, which is cash rules everything around me. And the professor thought I was crazy because you know he was like, "Cream, that's a that's a great concept." But if you think about it, that concept of cash rules everything around you, it makes things move. It make it makes things stop. Clearly, we saw that for a whole year, and then we also gonna see what's gonna move for this next year. So. I'm gonna be in the. I'm gonna be in the house. You know, me and my boss already talked about it. I ain't got to see him until 2022, and even still, oh, that's gonna nice. be that's gonna be one or two days, if that. So, nice. uh, yeah. Katrina, I heard you say you're still wearing a mask. Donald, what about you? I, I am because I get the piss off the anti-maskers. You know, we know who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, like I'm, not, I'm not leaving it up to. Everybody else, like you said, feel no, 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 no. You know, only fifty percent, right, of Maryland or the county that we live in is currently vaccinated. And it's just an excuse not to get vaccinated. You already had people on the fence about doing it, and then you got people who didn't want to do it anyway. So I think I think listening to Biden the other day, I think what they're doing is they're trying to start another divide, meaning that. You know, they're they're saying now you're you're in a different class if you get a vaccination and you have all these privileges. But if you don't get the vaccination, then you're like everybody else. So it's that class system that's coming all in a different perspective. And now you get more privileges now if you get a vaccination and it's kind of pushing people to say, OK, well, let me get a vaccination. Right. So, right. Yeah. Agree. And summer and Memorial Day are right around the corner, so they want people. <laughs> exactly. So it, it all ties in together, right? Because yeah. I remember a year ago, you told me you had to. It wasn't. It, it, it was everyone's out here buying up all the damn toilet paper, and now everybody's <laughs> buying up all the damn gas, right? So now 
I don't even know who, who puts this feed out there into the world. Like, okay, gas is what we need to go buy right now and buy it all up, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. Luckily, where I'm at, I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm at because I want gas to stay in the station. <laughs> but luckily, I mean, I haven't had that issue yet. But when people are out here, they lost their damn mind again. The the pipeline, there was a hack in the pipeline. Yeah. And that just scares the shit out of everybody. Now they got to buy up all the gas. And this picture right here, I mean, this lady has like six gas cans that she's filling up. <laughs> Where are you gonna go? First of all, probably when this picture was taken, the world wasn't all the way open. Now it is, so maybe she will use it. But are you guys out here uh, panic buying gas? Did you go out and get a tub of gas just to, to store in your shed or something? No, no. I mean, listen, we we did go to the gas station, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we didn't sit in line. Adonis found one where. He was able to get in and out, so we're good. They did hit my head a little bit. <laughs> well, that's that's, that's another thing. Uh, if y'all don't, y'all probably don't know. E E Rich is out in Cali, so what, what's the pulse out in Cali? Man, we we always got a shortage of everything: water, <laughs> water, gas. We got it. We got plenty of fire and earthquakes, and like you know, so we it, it's just it's it's different out here. Nobody ran to it because gas is already high as hell. It was it was it was high as hell to begin with out here? <laughs> so what? Nobody being like, well, hell, I'm about to go hurry up and spend this sixty five dollars at the at the gas. Nah, no, nobody doing that. Like, and then you got more of you know, it's L A. So you got you know electric cars more so than anything. Out, out this way mm -hmm. but I, I you know it, like i said it's, it's all about cash you know somebody can create that <clears throat> whether whether it's uh that industry that that was hurting because it was a full year of them not getting the same amount of money for the gas you create a, a uprise and the next thing you know that's what it is it again we went from and then what shortage of ketchup you know packets because you know they're not using the bottle so now all of a sudden everybody and their mama got that drawer full of all that ketchup packets and they looking like you know like this because like we've been saving them just because that's the start well not even that they got a damn drawer full of chick-fil-a packets yeah, what's happening out there dude like because you live by this, these are the situations that like make me lose a little bit of faith in humanity every single time that it happens and i'm like <laughs> Yo, the only way to recover from this is I need to see like a cute baby and a puppy. Like, you know, I need something to re restore it because, you know, we they already said in the beginning of the week that the pipeline would be back up by the end of the week. So there's no reason to panic and stuff like this, them shutting the pipeline down like this happens from time to time just in real life. And it doesn't it doesn't make news. So, you know, no one does anything different. And so you had these idiots yo like we left the gym at 10 p.m on tuesday and my brother's like oh yeah like um let me let me try to run by the gas station real quick there was a line going out of every gas station on uh route seven for like it was like a quarter mile i was like what the hell is going on and so you know it's just idiots and the uh the my favorite though are the pictures of the people filling up the plastic bags oh just you wait just you wait cb just you wait just you wait. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Um, yeah, it's like the man tells you you need to go out and buy tickle me Elmos. So what? That year, everybody's buying a damn tickle me Elmo because that was the hottest gift of the year. Last year, people 
you know, he couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. And so now I've got a basement full of like boxes of toilet paper because when they stocked the store, I was like, well, I'm not going to go out here with toilet paper. <laughs> and what am I going to do? Like now it's all in this. I can't even sell it. <laughs> and now, you know, now it's a gas situation. So, and that's the issue because I actually, I, mean, I, I was able to fill up my tank, but I got like, I do have a gas can. I need to put gas in to mow my lawn. But now I want people to think I'm doing overkill and somebody try to shoot my ass at the gas station because I'm doing too much. <laughs> so I don't But while we're here, I, I want to hand out a couple awards. We'll start with this one right here. CB, you kind of alluded to it. <laughs> so this is the award. We're gonna miss our first time handing out awards. Uh, and this is the WAMFDA award. And if you can't tell what picture that is, this is a lady filling up <laughs> to a plastic bag or a couple plastic bags with gasoline. <laughs> so I mean, and I think it is it's very necessary for to give her this award and I, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you what i'll tell you what the first two uh letters are and you can probably figure out the rest the first one is what the second one is a and then you can fill in the rest <laughs> so first of all last time i checked gasoline can eat through styrofoam what the hell is it gonna do to a plastic bag that you put in the trunk I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And then this one right here. This is. Oh, I saw this, that one. This guy takes it upon himself and spends $4,000 on filling up. I'm assuming this is like a, a watering yeah. tank for like animals or whatever or on a farm, obviously, right? And so he's going to get this a long one now. But if I start, <laughs> if I start you off with the first couple as you get it. But it's the Y S M F I H Y H A P H A T S G F O award. Is you selfish? I'm just I'm just gonna say you selfish motherfucker. I hope you hit a pothole and that shit goes flying off award. That's the award right there. That's what you know. This is the times we're living in. So again, ah, uh, what's next? I don't. I don't. <laughs> We talked. We talked about that real quick. There's no, there's no need. We're not going there. Um, whatever. Uh, does anybody care about Tim Tebow going back to the league? Not really. It, 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 it speaks to exactly what the league has always been, which is you'll sign a dude who hasn't played in how long, and uh, you got a whole quarterback that's sitting on the sideline that, that can start for predominantly probably two-thirds of the in, uh, of the league right now uh, while you drafting these rookies and uh, you got you got Jameis Winston and and uh, and my man uh, that's down in New Orleans Taysom, uh, Taysom which is he's, he, I think he's a great athlete but as far as the starting quarterback like come on bro like I just I couldn't like it was one it, it was like that official like just when you thought the NFL was done slapping you in the face. Oh, by the way, here this goes. This is kind of the equivalent of signing Sonny Jurgensen as a running back right now. <laughs> it's just pointless. It's not gonna work out. It's just, but you know, it, it makes good TV, right? Yeah, it makes TV. There you go, man. Exactly. How do you feel about that? Are you are you excited to see Tebow back out there after six years? of a failing NFL career and not so hot baseball career? Oh, absolutely not. I won't be listening. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I like him as a person, but the other stuff, nah. 
the funny thing is people are going to watch just to see him get his head knocked well, off. That, it's shock value. I mean, that's okay. just what it is, you know. Right. If not, he's talking about the Jaguars this week, right? right. Really. Exactly. <sighs> um, he uh, also needs to make the team. Well, I, you don't you think know, he's going to make it? I mean, I, I think it's I a mean, way to kind of get him in there as, as tight end and then throw him as a backup quarterback. I mean, I just don't see a dude who hasn't played in the league in six years, who has not played this position professionally, is actually going to be good enough to compete against people who have been doing this right. forever. You know what I mean? Like, But this is just – it proves that it is just like any other business. It's more about who you know and not exactly. actually about what you can do in a lot of cases. Exactly. And this is what he's been waiting for right here, right? J. Cole. Oh, that's not J. Cole. That's close. Close enough, right? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> My bad. I've been waiting for this one. You know I've been waiting for this one. So you got a time. Hold on. Just let, let the guests. Oh, you know, we, we got plenty of time. We got about an hour and ten minutes before <laughs> before I'm I gotta shut down from the world because uh the off season drops at midnight. So Katrina, you know, you know me, but you probably don't know I'm a huge J. Cole fan, right? And it's not just because, you know. He's a good rapper, is because I think you know he he does some good stuff, but uh, you know E and, and CB. Well, CB doesn't give me flack. E, on the other hand, you know you can see how he's acting. But anyways, this has been a big week for Cole because he's the first rapper to to grace the cover of Slam, as I'm showing here. Um, he dropped the documentary, the 12 minute documentary, which you know I took my lunch to watch that, and then he dropped those hot freestyles, right, CB? He has still hasn't commented on that yet. Dude, we're, getting, I, we're getting to that. E. Of course, go ahead, I, comment now. I've been waiting no, for this. Of, go of ahead. course, first of all, go it's ahead. the LA Leakers, so you already know that that's 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 a given out here. Like anything that 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 passes through there, it definitely gets a listen. But yep. you got, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not knocking Cole's ability to do what he does. Like, first of all, let's just be honest. It's it's the type of music that we would rather listen to than you know everybody that's little something you know what i mean um it's got some substance behind it right it's got it's got it's got the stuff that you want to listen to that makes you go hmm but at the same time has that you know that feel of you know good music again if you will so i'm not knocking it i just am not putting as much stock in it as you are because because okay. okay. then i don't want you to i don't want I know that you're going to act this way when Kendrick finally drops, and I'm going to tell you how LA's about to go crazy when that happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Kendrick. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see. But also, the big news is to his first uh, basketball game as a Rwandan Patriot is Sunday night. So he's he's playing professional basketball in Africa. I'm interested to see where that goes. I mean, he, he had a – I think he's trying to get that one trial in the league. Um. You know, at 37, it, it might not pan out, but I, I think right. it makes good TV. <laughs> it makes good TV, hell. If I could go out there and join the league at 37, I would do it too. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we are back. Black Business Series. And tonight we have Malia's Kitchen. We have Adonis and Katrina Adams. Welcome to the show. Uh, so we've been doing this the whole pandemic. We, we started this to kind of bring spotlight to some businesses that may have been struggling or just need the spotlight during the pandemic. Um, but what we found out is a lot of the businesses are actually thriving during this pandemic. I think we've, we've, we've been lucky enough to have a success story all the way through. So my first question is, 
how are you guys doing during the pandemic? Well, we're actually we're actually doing good. We're actually doing good. Um, and just to give you a little more context, because we have a food truck, we're not like a restaurant, so it gives us a lot more opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to maneuver, you know, through the pandemic that way. We did take a break. Yeah, we did take a break. Um, we were working last summer. And then we broke, uh, was October? I think October through the beginning of April. And yeah. so we just started back up beginning of April. But um, we've been out there every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday since, and getting all kinds of calls. Yeah. Like this is the time for food trucks right now. You yeah. know, nobody wants to be inside right now, right? So, you know, it only goes with the course of the, you know, mm-hmm. the territory. Nice. Uh, you got fan club. Uh, hi, Katrina. Hi, Adonis. Uh, that is Roya Vassar. Hi, Roya. Hey, Roya has <laughs> been a supporter. Thank you, Roya. Yep, she sure has. Yeah, yeah. I love the Roya. Yeah. Uh, um, go ahead, CBE. Oh, did we lose him? Go ahead. I'm pressing, I'm pressing all the wrong buttons over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Adonis, Katrina, uh, tell us the story. How did uh, everything get started? How did the food truck come to be? Wow. So you you, you want me to go, baby? Yeah, you go. First of all, you asked specifically about the food truck, right? So mm-hmm. I've been around food all all my life. My mom does all the catering and stuff. So a buddy of mine came to me one day because he knows I'm I invest in things. So he came to me, says, "Look, man, uh, I want to get a food truck." So I'm busy. I got so much stuff going on. I said, "Look, guy, I, I say um, you go do all the research." You know, tell me how much it costs, and I'll put up half the money. Done. You just do all the research. Go to D.C., find out what the permitting was. He was bojangling because he got a million things going on. Then, ironically enough, a good friend of ours, Mark Clark, was at our house. I was having a little fight situation, and I was telling him I was thinking about a food truck. He said, well, I know a guy who's selling the food truck, right? Because I would already done my diligence on it financially of the money that food trucks can make. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, make a long story short. I ended up connected with the guy. From there. Yep, got, got, got the guy. Um, selling uh, the truck. Selling the truck. Bought the truck. Um, got it up and running. He built it for me. Got it up and running. And then we, um, the business really took off for us. And then Phil, then we say, okay, last month we need month, a bigger truck. We need a bigger truck. <laughs> right. But but here's the irony of it, right? And I was just telling the story earlier today to my little brother. So. A, a, one of my neighbors had sent me a, a, a thing offer up for this a food truck. And it was a raggedy old food truck. But what happened at, as I ended up signing up for offer up, and it was this guy selling the Utz potato chip truck, right? So I literally offered him 5000 because I didn't think he was going to take the offer. I literally <laughs> offered him 5000 less than what he was asking for. And he was like, hey, come get it. <laughs> so I went and got it. But this is this is right like March. When the pandemic first started, yeah. like I'm literally at home, can't go outside, and we buying a big truck. And I'm like, oh heck, do <laughs> big events, festivals, and stuff like that. So I said, oh, let me go ahead and make the investment. Right. And then the pandemic. Happened. Of course, you know, and at that time we were thinking, oh, by the summertime. Yeah, we're we gonna got... be popping. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, so we ended up buying it. Um, we ended up build, buying it and building it out. And as Katrina said, we did a couple, couple of. You know ancillary events but we really didn't really push it until what about a few weeks about a couple months ago yep yeah. we started getting um 
calls and emails about people wanting to do events around graduation and you know with the warm weather coming um people were starting to have family events outside and um you know they need food and food trucks are novel so um everybody wants one to pull up to their event versus them having to call a catering company or be inside. Um, and so we were about to start taking all of those jobs. And then we got a really, really great opportunity with the National Park Service. Um, so now we're not exclusively, but I'll say 75% of what we're doing is vending in the various national parks around Washington, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, so yes. all places that you've heard of, you know, because it's federal government, they've closed their on-site concessions. So now they just have food trucks pull up every weekend. So we're at places like Haynes Point. Phil, I know you know about it's a staple. That's a staple. That's a staple. That's a staple. I mean, um, we've been to Great Falls, Maryland. Um, we've been down on the mall, Constitution Garden Park, and West Potomac Park. But our favorite place is Anacostia. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we love it there. Is this new looking Anacostia, or is this like kind of? Blended in because you know it's changing a little bit. It, it, right, let, me, let me explain something to you. Right? <laughs> so, so here's the thing: when you think about food truck, right? You think about tacos, you think about burgers, you think about specialty. The good thing for us is that we're soul food, so that's relative to any demographic of person or people, yeah. right? So, white, black, Asian, and different, we're there for them, right? So we don't care as long as it's green. It's interesting that we, we we did choose the soul food because of that reason. We we didn't want to be locked in a box, and and I can change the menu up at any time. Right, it gives you gives you like a big variety, isn't that just so? Real E before you get to your question. So Mark Clark, like the re, the reinventing Mark Clark, that that yeah, yeah, Mark yeah. Clark, nice. he's a good friend of ours. So ours, yeah. Yeah. we're gonna claim that he's the one that got us started in the business. As a matter of fact, he'll be out hanging out with me this weekend with his 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 uh he has delicious, a beverage. delicious beverage is yeah. really good. So oh, he'll, be nice. out, he'll be out with us at Anacostia and Haynes Point this weekend. Really? Okay. Landmark. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, but we got to sign him a black business series card and get him on here talking about his juice. Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Yeah, let him know. Back to your question, Phil. It is it it is somewhat the new Anacostia, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, we see a lot of different types of people down there. Yep. But it is still Southeast D.C., so... Our folks are there and we love being there with them and they love seeing us coming because even outside of the park, right, there aren't very many food the options, food right? right? So, nice. um, so we, we do well over there. But we will take the uh, Black Lives Matter support black businesses from <laughs> We will take that too. Yeah. Nice. They'll be like, oh, we just want to support you because you're a black business. Thank you. We'll take that. But well, our food is good our and our service good, though, so, yeah. is better. Yeah. So. So, so, and I got to say one <laughs> quick thing about that. So we got like two or three square reviews and we've served at least 500 people 
and all three of those people didn't look like us. Because <laughs> 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 I, like, I and I knew who they were because of what they ordered. <laughs> so we'll take we'll take that all. I said I'll take their business. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> well, first, congratulations on your success as far as uh, just you. where you're at with the business and and expanding. Um, I guess kind of a two part question. If you know, what's the pros and the cons of a, of a food truck, if you will? Um, and then um, because it's been like, well, clearly out here, L.A., like so we got a spot out in Burbank and different cities where they do like first Friday. But it's like a whole line of food trucks just literally. I mean, you can, you know, pick and choose. Mm -hmm. um, clearly, the food truck industry has picked up. You know, it's uh, more convenient, easier. You don't have to spend that much money on the brick and mortar. Um, but so that's why I said kind of a two part question, pros and cons of that. And then also, where do you see that as, you know, more competition other than the fact that, like you said, you guys do the soul food, which anybody can gather to. But do you see that there's more food trucks popping up in that sense of like, you know, as far as what's been going on? So I, I would definitely say that the pros is it's it's one of those businesses in which, you know, the profit margin is always going to be there. Right. If, you know, is in business at the end of the day, you want to be in the black in business. So you're always going to look at a two to three hundred percent profit margin. X your app, your uh, operational costs. Right. So that's the pros. The con of it all is that, you know, with food trucks specifically, you have to have the upfront capital to invest because nobody is going to give you and I uh, money to say, OK, I'm going to give you a hundred grand, to open up a food truck. Doesn't work like that. And so that's that's the that's the downside. Now, to your, the latter uh, part of your question is this, you know, you, what what ended up happening was a lot of restaurants were trying to get into the food truck business in the last six or seven months because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't open up. Right. But the problem with that was that there was no trucks to be converted to be food trucks, which are the mail trucks and the FedEx trucks. So although there was demand for more food trucks, they just couldn't get the, the, the vehicles out there um, to actually build food trucks, you know, and, and very few people. They're probably only. And the materials, just like with other industry materials, the equipment, the supplies were backed well, yeah, up. Yeah, were backed up. So because um, because we were also looking at getting a concession cart. Um, and they just like trucks, there was a shortage. They were nowhere to be found, you know, so someone may have decided last April or May they wanted a food truck, but they wouldn't get delivery until maybe this year. Right. Yeah. So that, that's the other side of that. Um, another, uh, pro and a con I can talk about is where we decide to, um, conduct business certain counties, certain cities are better, oh, certain yeah. states are better. Um, so we actually are based out of Montgomery County, Maryland, because they're very open to having food trucks out here because there aren't that many. Um, so the restrictions are not as high as in other places like DC proper or even um, in Virginia or Prince George's County, Maryland. So that was a pro for us to be out here in Montgomery County because um, in this county, a food truck can pull up anywhere a car can park on the street. So, um, but unfortunately there just aren't as many food trucks out here. 
as in other cities, but DC is a whole different permitting process. Um, and they have hubs and lotteries and we just didn't want to have to deal with that. So um, before we were uh, contracted with the National Park Service, we were just doing a lot of private events um, and not really pulling up, you know, in different places. Yeah, I don't around. have time for that. I have a real, real job. So this is this is just this is still your your, your side uh, your side hustle. It, it seems like it sometimes is the main thing. But, uh, I, but, but, but I'm gonna tell you something, and back to your 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 question, um, E, is that you know when people look at food trucks, you know all they see is the long lines and the people buying the food, but they don't really understand what it takes to get to that point. Like, I, it takes me literally all day to clean my truck. Mm-hmm. Right, like all day, because I do. I clean my fries and I sanitize my truck every week, all day. So also, the preparation for what I do takes a long time. So Katrina tell you that, like tomorrow, I'll be at the kitchen pretty much mostly all day, just prepping, and getting ready for the weekend. But people only see the long lines, but they don't understand the back, the, the you know, the work that it takes to get to the, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a con of your that's a con of your business owner. And, you know, we're blessed that this is not our uh, main revenue source. So we don't have to really do a lot. You know, we don't have to be out in the street three or four times a week. So we can focus and we can give people the best quality food and service right. because we're just focused on, you know, two or three days a week, you know, when we're doing events. And so that's that's the other side of that mm-hmm. for us, for what we do. And also, luckily for us, um, you know, I can see it is hard to, to find people to work on food trucks oh, yeah. on oh, a consistent oh. basis, oh, um, especially for us because we're not <laughs> oh, a full-time truck. But um, I, I put in the bio, Malia's Kitchen is a true family affair. Three of our daughters work on the truck. Uh, we work on the truck uh my brother-in-law works on the truck our cousin works <laughs> like <laughs> we have a big family and everybody wants to help nice um so we we haven't had that issue but it is a a, a problem for for other food trucks where we park um the commercial kitchen there are several at least six or seven food trucks just lined up on the street not in service anymore um, because of COVID. And then when they wanted to come back, they couldn't find people to work. Um, So that, you know, unfortunate for them. So, I I mean, I've known you you guys for a while and I know out of a couple conversations we've had, you know, you hadn't locked in what I knew you, you had told me you wanted to do something. You hadn't locked in quite yet on the food truck. So I was surprised when I saw the food truck. Um, but what got you to that point? Because I know we we had discussed other things that you were venturing into, but what finally got you to settle in on the food truck for now? Because I'm assuming there's probably going to be other things that you, you want to get into as well. But what, what started the food truck? Um, I would say, one, my mother-in-law um, loves to cook. She's always been the family, you know, chef. Every Sunday, dinner at her house good food, you know, backyard barbecues, all that good stuff. Um, Adonis mentioned earlier, you know, he grew up with that. And he actually cooks very well. He's the cook in, in the house, not me. <laughs> I, 
um, you know, he gained all those skills from her. And initially it was her idea to start a catering company. Okay. Um, and she had named the catering company Malia's Kitchen um, after her granddaughter, our, our daughter who always, you know, wanted to go over grandma's on Sunday and get her good old fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. And she's a vegan now, so. <laughs> but she still works on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she had actually started that business. And, and then, you know, these other um, things happened where, like Adonis said, he was talking to a friend who said he wanted to start a food truck. And then another friend said, oh, I know somebody selling the truck. And it just all collided. And, you know, because we hadn't started something um, yet, we just thought that would be a good idea. Everything was pointing that way. And I, okay. And also, too. I put my money with my mouth here, so I had to protect that cash investment that, that we made. <laughs> so it was not an option to not go forth with it. You know? It wasn't like I could take the keys back and say, hey man, take this food truck back. So mm. once we once we cut the checks and we ended up building another one, I was all I'm I'm all the way in, you know. So that's that's nice. the way. Um, committed at that point. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And and I think that's one of the keys to true entrepreneurship, right? of understanding that once you make that commitment, you gotta be willing to add some sacrifice to that commitment. And that's what's gonna make you successful. Cause I work on a food truck, like I don't have no other income. <laughs> yes. Especially if it's your baby, if it's your, you know, yeah. sometimes you put in all your, on your all your driving on your creative uh, idea. I mean, and sometimes mm -hmm. look, hey, you're nine to five, gotta take a back seat so you can put graphics up and logos and, you know, mm -hmm do camera angles and practice all that for a podcast. Right. Uh, right. Uh, we, oh, we talk about you guys though. That's, but no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, so this is like, in my opinion, the real important part. I want to yep. know about the food. Um, <laughs> how do you guys choose the menu? Uh, are there certain dishes that that's, you know, these are the best sellers. Like this is what people are generally looking for when you guys pull up. Like I want to know about the grub. The grub, yeah. Uh, we specialize in soul food, seafood. Ooh. Oh, there's the lasagna. We haven't made that in a while. Uh, but over there on the right, you see the, the, the Adonis' famous fried shrimp. Um, his fried fish and his crab cakes and crab balls are... Wow. Amazing. I had one today. Nice. So we eat our own food. Um the sides, you know, we, we do the, the basic uh well they're not basic, but you know, the soul food size, the greens, the mac and cheese, the beans. Um, it's all pretty good. Very good, I I'll say. Um what's our what's one of our, our best sellers? Um, best sellers that I'm so mad at myself about is the crab cakes now. Cause I, <laughs> I literally just put crab cakes on the menu in the last six months. Yeah. Because I didn't think people ate crab cakes. Right. And so he's from so, DC. So, I don't so, know how he I, thought that. Because, so here's the thing. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? So if you ever have what like you have crab cakes, right? And you go in these little crazy places and you get the claw and the back fin crab meat. All of my crab meat is is lump and jumbo lump. 
So no you give I'm, I'm giving you real restaurant quality crab cakes off of a truck, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize how many people ate crab cakes and then with the way we do them, like people are like buying them up all the time. And I'm so mad at myself because the profit margin again, I'm about the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great in there. And I'm like, why didn't I think about this before? So I would say now definitely the crab cake, but I think the key to a food truck is always having um, your staples that people know you for. Mm-hmm. Um, you can expand your menu as much as you want, but if people like your fish or your crab cakes or your shrimp, you always got to have that on the right. menu, even if you just right. sell out. Mm-hmm. And we do get requests for vegetarian dishes, and we're able to provide yeah. those as well. Yeah. That's what the lasagna was. Vegetarian. Have you, have you done a vegan mac and cheese yet? No, but you said you were going to. We haven't. We, we, we haven't, haven't done it my, yet. Yeah, my, my, I'm gonna have to do one for Malia soon. But yeah, we. My my sister who cooks too. She does. A, the, she, uh-huh. yeah, she does a good vegan. I was gonna say, don't tell anybody Malia's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, to answer your question is that I, you know, we're, we'll introduce one or two vegan options on our menu just as a, a supplementary thing. But I don't want that to be a focus because, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, when you get into vegetarian and you get into vegan and you get into gluten free, those particular people who eat like that. They don't even want their food around other types of food. Right. Yep. And so I can't afford to make the, uh, the financial investment in, a, in an option when a person who's a, a vegan is not even going to come to a f- soul food truck. Because nine times out of ten, they're thinking soul food, macaroni and cheese is going to probably have milk and eggs in it. The greens are probably going to have some type of meat in it. And that's just their perception, not even knowing that I may not use those ingredients. Right. So I would just have something as a supplementary. If it's a couple or somebody like that. He's getting some or she's getting something and they may have something for them, maybe like a Beyond Burger or something like that. But as far as like stretching out and having vet, vegan vegetarian options, that probably would never be a staple for us. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just too hard to do. We don't have the kitchen, you know, set up right to keep everything okay. separate. Yeah, and, it's just too much. Because um, we do get requests, too, for gluten free. But again, you know, we just can't. We we don't want to make anybody sick. You got a question from the audience. Uh, are you able to name an item you care deeply for, but is often overlooked by your customers? Mm. Uh, overlook. That, you know, the that's funnel cake fries, I think. But, but it's overlooked. No, because once they smell them, they in there. So. But people don't really know about them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So they don't really know again. about maybe, them. Maybe, maybe I didn't get the question correctly. An item that we care about, uh-huh. but that is often overlooked on the menu. I'm going to say funnel cake fries. Adonis doesn't think that's the right answer, but I feel like People people don't think we have funnel cake or desserts, and mm-hmm. like you said, we'll cook one order and people will smell yeah, they'll it, be like, oh my gosh. and they'll come. But yeah. sometimes we get a side eye. A lot of times we get a side eye because they're shaped like French fries, and people aren't expecting that. Um, and so we have had a few people get them and say, you know, what is this? And we're like, it's funnel cake. That's what you order. <laughs> <laughs> They like it. Right. So, they yeah. eat it and they like it. Or a couple people have just been like, 
that's not funnel cake. I, you know, never yeah. mind. Yeah. So uh, it's it's somewhat confusing because I had never heard of funnel cake fries before Malia's Kitchen, but they're very delicious. I mean, I've never turned down a funnel cake anymore. <laughs> come get you one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? So I, I guess you know a question I have since we're on the the food aspect of it is. You know, what goes into your thought process of the menu, right? Like, you understand you have your, your crab cakes. And I know, you know, my man Adonis is all about profit. So clearly, if I can go grab this big bag or whatever, we're going to sling this until, you know, until it goes out. But, uh, you know, the kind of in the house, like, here's what, you know, we're thinking of. We want to introduce this. I know you said, you know, you want to stay in the wheelhouse that you have. but. You know, sure. soul food also is kind of a, a, a large, you know, mm -hmm. kind of menu. Yep, yep. So what, you know, what goes into the, the thought process of what we want to have on the menu and, and also seasonal, right? Because, you, you right. know, some of your products are also seasonal as well. Yeah, I, I, I would say to answer your question, it, demographics, demographics, um, that's that's the key for me when I think about the menu. For example, uh, you know, if I go to certain areas um, like up, up in Montgomery County or maybe in Virginia, I'm going to probably have, you know, brisket and pulled pork on on the menu, right? Because that's a demographic that's going to, and if I'm going to an event, it's going to be older people. I'm going to have brisket on there because a young person, brisket, what's that? You know, and, and more importantly, the consumer, not so much as having it available, but they're willing to pay for it because they understand the cost of what a brisket, a four ounce brisket or six ounce brisket. So I would say in, in preparation of the menu would definitely be about demographics, you know, for us. Um, and, e and even now, you know, we're gonna be at Anacostia Park at Haynes Point. And, and you know, they're gonna want everything that's not healthy. <laughs> they're gonna want fried <laughs> fish, they're gonna want crab cakes, and they're gonna want shrimp. And I just, it, it would be unfair for me to know that that's what they want and I give it to them, so. <laughs> yeah, so, so that demographics, I, I would say, is, is the key. Um, because and, and don't get me wrong, Eve, um, for asking that question. You know, I, I've I've lost money by throwing away a lot of food when I was when I was learning the game and I didn't know the game as well, and I didn't understand the power of demographics. And I would have stuff on the menu, like I we did an event, maybe uh oh when we did maybe Great Falls, Maryland, mm -hmm. and I sold zero fish, so I literally had to throw away like almost a whole yeah a, a lot of fish. Right, because I sold zero fish. But they but, killed that pool pork. But they killed the pool pork. <laughs> <laughs> where we go? Anacostia and next week. And that's all they wanted was fish. Yeah. So it's basically the demographic and, 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 and knowing your yeah, customer. Yeah, knowing the audience. Yeah, knowing your audience. That's, and that's sometimes it's availability too. Yeah, yeah. Like I just realized today I had to go buy some crab meat. And I realized today when I looked at my receipt when I got home that I got the, because they didn't have my regular crab meat. And I got some crab meat that's forty dollars a can, and I will be taking it back tomorrow. <laughs> nobody but my wife is getting a forty dollar crab cake. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. No, um, that's a good question. So, you you guys are out. You said Saturdays and Sundays mostly. Mm -hmm. What kind of time goes into prepping for those days? Like how? What's the what's the cook time for you to yeah. go out just for Saturday? I'm getting better, Phil. <laughs> no, no, because here, yeah. here's, here's the thing. I make all of my own batters, and uh, we have a Malia sauce that we make. And so what I what I was doing before I had the commercial kitchen, I was doing it every week. I was finding myself prepping. 
We were right over right here, over in, here the in the kitchen. And so now <laughs> what I'm doing now is I'm prepping. Like I got, I have my flour, I mean my batter, and it's in big containers now. So that's going to take four or five hours a week away from me prepping um, for the week. You know, by me having a, a big old freeze at the commercial kitchen, I got everything there. I'll go tomorrow, do my crab cakes, do my defrosting of my fish. So, but the prepping normally, generally for me, it takes six to eight hours just to get ready for a two-day weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. That doesn't include time spent going Shopping. to, right. Yeah, like today, the day I was at the... Um, Place at Restaurant Depot. I was there for four hours. You know, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's not, it's not, it's not an easy. Um, it's not, it's not easy. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? And you know, at the end of the day, for me, I, I mentioned, I kind of alluded to it earlier. You know, we can talk about food prep, but for me, and I tell anybody who was listening to your podcast right now or just listening to us right now, is that you know. Sanitation is, is highly important because you're talking about a mobile kitchen, you know, and any and I tell people this all the time, especially our customers. And I hate to say it because it, it may offend people who have eaten off of food trucks, but like the worst things to eat off of food trucks are tacos. Because they can give you grade C, grade D beef or chicken, and you don't even know it because once they put all that stuff on there, you don't really know what you eat. It's like it's like Phil's going to say I want a shot of Louis the thirteenth. Or whatever, and then but give me a splash of ginger ale in there. Well, if you're really not a, a, a cognac connoisseur or anything like that, once you mix it with anything, you don't even know what you're drinking at that point. So it gets to the point of that, and not only that, and the other side, other thing in that is any food truck that's out five or six days a week. Why do you want to eat off of that? Because when do they have time to clean it? So for us, it's not just preparation; but it's also about sanitization and making sure that our truck. You know, it's, it's up to speed. Like I said, I change my oil every week. I don't have to, but I do it because I want the quality of my food to be good. And I don't want no problems from, from my demographic of people. <laughs> uh, we got another question from the crew. Uh, Restaurant Depot versus the Wharf versus Pro Fish. Where do you get your seafood? Now, here we go. Somebody we can't to start tell a all of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah. This is this is this is Elena. They, I mean, they're very inquisitive. They okay. definitely they, definitely not the wharf. I would never buy seafood from the wharf, right? Um, because first of all, that's retail, um, and I don't even know the other place you said. Yeah, so, 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 um, we get we get our stuff from Restaurant Depot. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I'll invite to join my whiskey crew. <laughs> uh, no, no, nobody, no. nobody, nobody, nobody. Um, I mean. If you're in the business that we're in, you know, if you're, like I said earlier to eat at, you know, you're in the food business, you're at a two or 300% markup. If you go buy wholesale from a place like the Wharf, now you're at a 50 to maybe 125% markup. I'm not doing anything while I only double my money. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so, you know, but we know, oh, but, but since you asked that question, if you're listening, um, we will start having crabs at the, we will, we're introducing crabs. In the next couple of weeks, so you want some good Eastern Shore chopped pink river crabs, the big heavy ones, the good ones. Yeah. And it, not the wharf, not the garbage you get at the wharf. There's some stuff we bring from the Eastern Shore every week. Nice. Somebody said they fish from the Anacostia. Hey, did it, do you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got so I could I should have did a prerequisite about our our our, our crew, oh, our comment crew. They they be get they, they you know they get alive in there no, all the time. I they love keep, it. 
they keep it interesting. And so A Wright and, and Quintapu are, are married and they, they're getting ready to probably offer their kitchen to you if you need extra space to cook your crab cakes and all that too. Because they, they, okay, they offer they they're uh, on H Street. And okay. uh so I mean they got a kitchen for you if you need one. They <laughs> uh, look. Uh, yeah, what kind of face is that? Uh <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is what this is what has happened before. I mean, we've had guests okay. and they offered up the kitchen. They I mean cook the food for you, they deliver it, they'll do all that. So I, you know. Bro. Ease it on you. Uh well, no, I mean I, I got one more and then then I'm out. But uh yeah. as you can see, I'm you know. Uh, well, Cleo knows that uh, I've been Black Wall Street from uh, from the day one since he's since he's met me. Uh, yeah, yeah. As far as you know, what what is where where you know is is the business going to be handed off? Like you know, what's the next steps? Like what is you know what's the plan to to you know see that this profitable thing that you guys came up with can stay within the family? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So that's a good question. Um, and, and it goes back to, you know, building that brand. Right. So, you know, whether it's whether it's my kids just running it, but it's really about building that brand. Um, and, and really, you know, I, I look at money and investment as a as a tool or as a currency, something to get me to the next next point. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I never I was never in the food business before. Right. But I saw it as a, an investment opportunity. And it's really been, you know, a, a financial blessing for us as a family. Um, now, as far as what's next for it, um, you know, most people go from a food truck and they want to open up a brick and mortar. That would never be that would never be my model. My model would be more along the lines of if it's someone in my family that wants to run the business and keep everything the same like we're running it, then by all means, then let it be that. You know, I got so much stuff going on. I'm, I do crypto. I do this. I got a job. And so <laughs> I, I'm about I'm about gen- generational wealth there. So, yeah. Whatever's gonna make that money. The good thing is we have people in our family that are trained, um, uh, you know, in food service uh, that can take it over and that want to. So yeah, so you know, it 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 would be definitely turnkey, but it's gonna have to be after we get about four hundred percent of our return back. (laughs) (laughs) Investment back, and then then I'll be like, okay, just just break me off. Just give me twenty five percent of what y'all (laughs) make. Residual income, residual. I need that residual. Franchise, right? Yeah. I know that's right. Yeah. Um. So as we transition, we want to thank you guys for joining us, uh, Don Katrina of Malia's Kitchen, uh, for our Black Business Series. Thank, thank you. you. This is fun. Good. We, if we tell everybody that you could have been doing anything else, and your time is valuable, but we're glad that you, you know, took time out of your night, your day, to come and sit down with us and just chop Thanks it up for, for a little bit. Us. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so as we transition, I gave you guys some homework. Hopefully, you got got, got the uh, answers. I, I, I got my. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So this is this is where we at. This is the top three. So we ask all our guests, um, their top three albums of all time and their top three movies of all time, right? Because all the answers are going to be different, and it kind of creates some conversation. So, uh, let's start with your movies. Your top three movies of all time. Uh, then we'll do your albums. Yeah. For me, it's casino. Because certain things in casino that I live by. <laughs> and, Are you surprised? <laughs> um, you like Francis? Yeah. And it was, okay. it was and I hope you guys have seen it was released last year, I think. Called American Skin. Maybe earlier Skin. this year. American Skin. 
I have not seen that yet. With uh, yeah. Nate Parker. Yeah, you, that, hey. That was really good. Oh, is that okay? I, I know which one you're talking about. It, it, it may piss you off a little bit, but it, it's, it's, it's like it's like the Mississippi burning. You know, after you saw Mississippi burning, you want to go out and choke somebody. But it's oh. good. American skin is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do the let's do the albums. Albums. Off the wall, Michael Jackson. I might be dating myself, but what? That's, that's a, I can't argue with you. That's a good. That's a great album. <laughs> and then um, my favorite artist is Tamia. So any anything by Tamia. Okay. And then. Um, oh, 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 then you said favorite favorite artist. I got to change. Can I change mine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look at my But check, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. no. <laughs> Hey, you said favorite album, and she said artist. See, see, see. I can't think of it. We, we've had other people just they couldn't decide, just pick the artist. But now, if you got an album, okay. something that you night and day or artist, she she said Luther, so we'll we'll, we'll go with that. Go. You I, like I, Luther? I like, I like Joe. Joe Joe is my favorite artist. Oh Lord, here was Roy at. Here she come. Here she come <laughs> with the Joe call. Here we, that's Who? my top. Uh, Roy, Joe, I like the best is Magic. Uh, Joe, Joe, Magic, the album. Nice, yes, you have her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We lost. Uh oh, he must got something up his sleeve. I don't know, he dropped off. He's getting ready to have his segment. I don't, uh oh, oh, Uh, this is this must be for the Joe comment right here. That must be. Maybe uh-oh, there was an earthquake out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe his phone died. Okay. So, oh no, here he is, right here. <laughs> Welcome back. No, the grand so, entrance. So that no, listen. You know what? There's a there's a reason why that happened. I'm sure because I. I dislike Joe, but for all the wrong reasons. I'm not saying. And listen, this, this is a good way because listen, there's this segment that I have that I don't know. Clay already kind of likes, you know. No, kind of we're, we're just getting right there. All right. Well, if you want to go ahead and you know, do- look, it kind of coincides to everything that just happens, right? So first of all, use the word dislike. So this guy, as some people in the comments will tell you that he dislikes everything. Now, some some of his topics he brings up is. I agree with, but this is the is just E segment. E is going to state an opinion of something that's on his mind. Have sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but it definitely gets. Katapel's your biggest fan, yo. It gets people in, in the in the crowd fired up. So, all right, let's hear it. All right, so let me just kind of, as you can see the, as you can see the the comments popping up, right? So this. Before you I, even say anything, yeah, right? They, they, I haven't even said anything, right? So, hey, one of the where? things that they're still having issues with me for till this day is that I told them that I feel that lemon pepper wings are trash, and still, like, people just they, they don't agree with me, and I'm like, that's cool, but I've, I have yet to have a consistent lemon pepper wing that is consistent both lemon and pepper at the same time so that's why they don't they that's why they dislike me this one you know uh i, I, yeah, I don't think i'm gonna get too much flack but i'm just gonna call it what it is so uh with the nba getting ready to go to the playoffs um and you know there's a big hoopla on you know uh everything that's going on with the playing tournament or thinking uh of different things um is it just me or I think 
that the New York Knicks are the biggest overrated NBA team in the league that has only had two championships in its entirety, but yet everybody is so big on the Knicks. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I understand that's the Mecca and that's where people want to play, but there's also the reason why KD didn't go to the Knicks is because they're trash. Like at the at like uh, like really trash. Other than the '80s, early '90s Knicks, like I just don't get the fan appeal of why why there would be Knicks fans. We had a, a guest on here yesterday that was from New Orleans that said he was a Knicks fan, and it blew my mind because. Where did you even like? How did you get to New York to be like? That's my team. So I'm just going off my perception okay. of. I think they're. I think New York is trash. I don't know why people actually give it such a fan affair than they than they do. Oh boy. <laughs> um. This year, I mean, uh, overrated in general. I mean, they've had some good teams. The that, franchise is overrated. The fran- I mean, but the owner is trash. Let's be. He, he's a piece of crap, but um, two that's titles. a big reason why they're trash. Two right, titles, right. though. <laughs> two right, titles right, right. Over, um, over the Lakers, well, Celtics. Knicks and Bulls. Knicks and Bulls have had some great battles. So uh, they weren't trash then, but now, man, overall, uh, I'm not invested in them to really have an opinion. But uh, uh, They're like uh, – they're kind of like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA, you know. Hey, hey, hey! I know he knows what I mean by that, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's it. Okay. Oh, that would hurt. <laughs> I, I think it ties back to e to to your point. I think it's really about the media market and the marketing. It's like the Redskins, right? You got people all over the country and all over the world, the Redskins fans. And they haven't been to Super Bowl for however long, right? And and so, but people love them. They spend all their money. They they support them. You know, the franchise worth a couple billion dollars, and they suck. <laughs> but, but their branding and the market is so strong that people support them just for that reason. Yeah. You know, then you always have those wishful thinkers. You know, well, oh, we're gonna get it. You know, and and somebody mentioned something earlier that I was gonna say. Oh, about the Tim Tebow thing. You know, when you think about capitalism and marketing, it's all for shock value, right? Jerry Jones and, and Daniel Snyder's are the best to do it in the NFL, right? No, no, nobody wanted RG3 in D.C., but he knew that he needed to do something because people start turning their tickets, their season tickets, and he needed to do something to make people want to be excited about the Redskins. Yeah. And that's why he went on to go RG3. And Jerry Jones does the same thing, you know? And and and, and so it's really about the, the, the shock value in the media market of how much can I, how much of the news cycle can I take by saying something good about New York or about Golden State? You know, nobody's talking about how trash Golden State is this year, but for the last seven years, it was all about Golden State. So it's really about how big they want to make the, the media market is and how much money they have in that market that they want to, you know, be, be, be talking about, like we talk about it right now. So it's working, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Okay. It's business, man. It is business, buddy. I'm glad you said that word business, Adonis. We gotta handle some business real quick. <laughs> no, look, hey. <laughs> we gotta yeah. look, we gotta we gotta thank we gotta thank the people at DC Shop Pie. They are the official pizza of the We Are Something Else podcast. So if you haven't ordered from DC Shop Pie yet, make sure you check them out. Oh, we need to write WRSC, where they WRSC podcast, uh WRC 10 code to save 10%. Uh and they got 
crazy Chicago style deep dish pizza. Ooh, they got where, it. where are they at, Phil? Where is that? They're based out of DC. Um, I'll send you the information. Yeah, but we, you, know, we, you we, can we order right off their um, their IG. So they got steak and cheese, which is on the far left, yeah. salmon and pesto in the middle. Then they've got okay. uh, this may be the pepperoni sausage on the far right. Chicago okay. style deep dish pizza. That is. Oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll support. So let's get the information. Yep, I got you. So um, those joints are thick. Exactly. Like, so DC Shop Uh shout out to Grant Thompson, the owner, one of the owners and founders of DC Shop Pod, WRC. DC Shop DC Chicago. Yeah, man. <laughs> DC Chicago deep dish. Look, I done yeah. I didn't tested pretty much all of them. And then um <laughs> he is probably the only one that hasn't gotten one yet, but we you know we're working yeah. on that. Well, Grant is working on getting him um mm-hmm. Some you stuff out there. I'm yeah, yeah. Little pepper wings too from uh, America's Best. They got good pepper. <laughs> <laughs> nah, come True. on, don't do it, Adonis. We was doing uh, good. I, 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 I don't do them pepper wings, but I, I can't help you with that, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's this. Okay, I, I didn't want just in case you weren't sitting there. I was very, I was ready to hit that button again. Now people, now I, I look, I, I hit the button a couple times. My mom says do it again, but this is where, this is where we do sneakers. Like sneakers, that has its own segment. We're huge sneakerheads too. If you didn't know, um, I know Katrina knows because she's probably seen us doing a couple little reviews at the office when they used to come in. Um, Making. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is sneaker segment, and it look just in case. Hold on, one second. And I go do it. I'm joking. I'm okay. Uh, so CB, what we got for the the copper drop this week? So this week we are talking about the ambush and Nike Dunk High Deep Royal Blue colorway. So um, we know over the last year plus, Dunks have been back, um, and the Dunk Highs, Ambush has actually done a couple different ones with them. Um, they're inspired by like Japanese street cars. Uh, it kind of looks like they got like the fins in the back and stuff, which is cool. And obviously, a, any kind of royal colorway on a Dunk going to kind of look pretty dope. So um, for me, these uh, these they're going to be 180, and they just announced that they're going to be dropping on June 15th. I don't know if that's a, a sneaker dropper, if that's just regular retail and all that. But um, if I can get them, these would be a cop, and I would be very happy if that actually is in the cards. Yeah, um, I like the red ones for sure. I definitely like the black ones. But uh, yeah, if I had my opportunity, I, I would I would cop these. Uh, they just remind me of the the ones for sure. But um, right. definitely, I like the way the fin comes off in the back. 
So if I have, I, I'll take a stab at him. E. Same here. Uh, it, it'd definitely be a wake up at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to uh, to see if they potentially are. Uh, I get the got them or sorry that you're still a loser and you can't have the <laughs> shoes. So. He want the uh, old Adidas forms, the Laker forms. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you don't physically have to buy them, but if you had opportunity to get up and and take a shot at them. Uh, Katrina and Adonis, would you would you would you cop them or drop them if you had opportunity to get them? I would drop. I, 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 would, I, I would probably cop them for Malia because my daughter is a sneakerhead now. Hey, there we hey, go. Hey, there, there we go. go. Cool. All right, so this is where now we're going to spotlight some sneakers. So since you guys are the guests, you have the option of going first or going last. You let us know what order you want to go in, and we'll go from there. We'll go first. You want to go first? Yeah. Okay. And again, this is my daughter's shoe because she's the one into the sneakers. Okay. <laughs> we'll hey, just look. hold it up. Hey, there we go. Nice. Oh, nice. That's in your face. Can't go wrong with some J's. Can't just, go wrong just, with just that. Just for the disclaimer. <laughs> just for the disclaimer. I've never owned a pair of Jordans ever. The, the Me one, When they first came out, uh, my dad wouldn't buy them from me because somebody ended up killed in my neighborhood for him. So that was definitely a no-go for me. However, when we were hanging out last week with Malia, she had I didn't realize that those shoes were costing five, six, seven hundred dollars for the I was like, you know, I left my pistol at home because we were in DC. <laughs> no, I, I, I said I, the same thing. Some man came up to her and said, Yo, I like your shoes. But here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the was like, why are you walking like that? And she was like, I'm, I'm, sure. really I'm, like, <laughs> I'm trying to crease them. Admit it, that's real. That's a real thing. That's, that's a real, real thing. thing. So look, they have crease protectors. You can get on Amazon and get her their little oh, plastic okay. piece that go on her shoe, and she can cut them yep. to form her shoe. You ain't got to worry about them things creasing at all. They're, they're small. It's almost like uh, not a steel toe, but it creates a hard impact, so uh -huh. they won't. Okay, okay. Why don't we come up with that, E? Why don't we come up with that, man? Right. That part that profit margin would have been crazy for that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. I'll go first, guys. Since uh well next. Uh we'll do something slight tonight. Converse. Converse. Nice. Oh, those are nice. Oh, I do like so those. Something, something basic. They got the little clear, clear toe right oh, here. Clear. Clear all the way okay, around. Good. Peach bottoms. You can't tell by the light, but kind of peachish. But yeah. And then on this side, and you know, since Converse is owned by Nike, it's got that nice, isn't okay. it? It's got that, it's not had that Dr. J soul in there where you break your, break <laughs> yeah. your ankle and all that. You're on the ground. Exactly. So this is actually kind of, kind of nice. That's a good one. Uh, so these were already displayed on the show, but you know, when you get a win, you get a win. So, <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> you know, when you get a win, you still got You still have to appreciate the win. And uh, when you wake up early morning on Saturday, and you hope that finally you actually get the the actual win. Let's uh, go! Nice. There you go. 
Had to. They, they, it, this is for me. This is like an all around like summer shoe. Like this is definitely gonna get worn. But you know, classic. I might even take you back to like the the '95 era where it was like the jean shorts were like the jersey with the North Carolina jersey just to put it yeah. on, just to say this is what the only reason why I bought these shoes was just to wear that outfit one time and to show my age. <laughs> Can't nice. go wrong with those. Nice. Um, because we are a show that likes to bring things all the way back around. Uh There's a sneaker for almost everything. So for this show specifically, (laughs) got uh, got some. I see that logo again. Just case I don't know if if Katrina Donis know that. that... So J. Cole has his own shoes. I don't know if y'all knew Ah. that. A rapper with his own shoe through Puma. And these are the uh, Dreamer Protos. So this colorway is, uh, it's based off the original prototype of the shoe. Okay. So, okay. Like, kind of, that's kind of like the crazy colors. It got the Dreamer logo on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, this is my first pair of them. Um, nice. These seem like they yeah, actually be pretty good, like ball, like shoes to ball in. Yeah. Um, yep. They're comfortable, so. I've only worn them at the gym so far, but look like these like are shoes. these are dope. <laughs> different shoes on the gym. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, all right. Uh, Katrina Donis, where can we find you guys? Social media? You are you active on social media? Um, if people want to reach out and get some catering info or your schedule, or where you're going to be at? Where can we where can we find you? We yes, get, we gotta get better. Yeah, we gotta get, gotta get better on that. I I, I do cook. post on you know Thursday or Friday to let people know where we will be over the weekend. Um, through the rest of May, we are um, in a couple different places, um, but after May, we're pretty much in Anacostia every weekend, every Saturday and Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. But we are at Malia's Kitchen dot dmv on instagram as well as on facebook yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on facebook that's I, that's <laughs> like, I, I don't know Phil, that we're, that we're being arrogant because the business is okay we don't need to promote but no, we need to get no. better right, right. Um, no and i feel you but you know there's, there's people who well, one, you know, when we do the black business, you know, we, we tag yeah. every, tag you and all the stuff that we find for you. But, you know, there's a lot of the younger, the generation probably under us, they, you know, that's, that's all they know is internet and social media. That's all they know. You're right. Um, you know, we, we got to get we're better. Getting we're getting there. <laughs> we're doing better. I, I, just, I just cook, shop, and prep, clean. clean, and go to Restaurant Depot and, 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 and do truck. all that stuff. <laughs> Nice. Uh, but yeah, typically in, we, we check the Instagram. People do send us messages through there. Um, and usually people will just, you know, when they purchase from us at the truck, um, they'll get the number. Nice. Which I don't know by heart. It's 301. <laughs> See, and I got to remember the number. Put that on my. <laughs> Say the number. It's 301. Seven nine two, and I got an easy number seven nine two three 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 two. Oh, that's easy. Look at yeah. easy, like I'm over in LA, and I don't remember. That <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, so we, we definitely need to beef up our social media. Um, but 
you know, thank God we're, we're just we're just so busy on the weekends. There you go. You know there what I'm go. saying? Um, Word and, of mouth. And, and also, too, you, you asked a question earlier. I just want to say this one last thing e, about the business is that when I when I even though we, we built a bigger truck, I really wanted to shift my business to about 80 percent just catering, you know, because I know what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm catering the food and bringing it in. But we never got there because of COVID. And so now it's kind of like we're stuck back in the food truck model. And so, I mean, we're fine with that. But, you know, if anybody needs having a catering, you know, that's easier. That's easy for us to be able to, you know, do catering and, and drop off stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. What's your real quick before before I let them go? What, what's your like about how far in advance um, do you typically need for the catering? Uh, <laughs> I just need time to prep my fish. So that, I need like listen, three or four days. Listen, <laughs> Adonis, I, all I'm doing is just I'm lobbing up to you. You keep going for it. Yeah. So I'm going to keep doing it all night. I, I can keep doing this all night. You're Listen, listen, I'm just telling you, yeah. know, you ready for the market? It's all right. Let yeah. me know. See, I, keep I, I, have, I have to, you know, bring him down sometimes because. <laughs> For the right price, he'll try to cook for a hundred people in two hours. We we gotta do for sure. We said uh oh that's why Katrina don't call me. Oh all right. Um Again, we this want to thank you guys. No, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, I'm, I'm going to do my speech real quick before we get out of here. Look, we started the Black Business Series because of businesses like this, homegrown, you know, kind of there, you know, during the inception of ideas, you guys wanting to start a business and to see it come to, to where it is now. And, you know, that's just awesome. And I'm glad you guys sat in with us. Um, I mean, we're, we're on episode 97, Katrina. You were there with me and well, hold on. Let me let me give the when Roya said that me and Chris just started a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're coming up for one hundred. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to finish figure that out. Get the last bit of stuff in on that, but uh, we're trying to working on that. So, yeah, but really yeah, a cool. hundred's got to be big, right? So a lot of people don't you know make it to episode thirty, but you know we're at a hundred. So and shout out real quick, shout out to Sean Xavier, his birthday. That's our boy from uh, the Hot Seat Podcast. Shout out to him, happy birthday, Sean. Uh, what else? Hmm. I think that's like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, all that good stuff. See, you can find us everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're live on YouTube every Thursday at nine thirty. Yep. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's called Google Podcast now, right? CB, I think it's, it's oh not even Google Play anymore. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. Oh, and then I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, I got to start promoting this too, CB. Me and CB single all the way to Aspen. <laughs> we got our song is out. Uh, go check us out. You can you know? I think the link is in our bio on on our we or something else page. Yeah. Yep. Again, we want to thank oh, you guys. I for, hear that? I don't know. If you if you've seen Dumb and Dumber, you really get the references. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Company. Yeah. She's a company resources for our show. <laughs> Katrina, <laughs> don't put them out there like that, Roya. <laughs> what, 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 what Yo, what's up, Dan? There we go. Okay, just making sure we saying give a shout out to everybody. 
And because somebody said that, this is what I tell my future son-in-law. He got all these people in his ear, and this is what I tell him. If everybody could be a millionaire, then everybody would be a millionaire. People ain't willing to sacrifice and do what it takes to be successful in business. Like just because you can cut hair good, that don't mean go start a barbershop. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, we're gonna end on we're gonna end on that note. Uh you guys stay in the room and we're about to end the show. Sorry, y'all. We got something else. Peace. J. Cole, an hour and five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>